Yo, yo, check this out. Check this out. Previously heard. Previously heard. Good Hope FM. Let's go. Now it's time for us to talk about the fact that October is Dyslexia and Dyspraxia Awareness Month. Here to tell us more and to weigh in on the situation, we have educational psychologist at Bella Vista School with extensive educational experience in service delivery and training of educators and health practitioners in early childhood education, literacy and dyslexia. Kali Naidu, welcome to Good Up FM. So wonderful to be able to chat to you. Good morning, Leanne, and I'm a clinical psychologist, not an educational psychologist. Oh, thank you so much. But I've worked in education for most of my life. All right. Well, it's so wonderful to be able to chat to you today. Um, For anyone who doesn't know what dyslexia is, could you uh, just highlight that? So, good morning to your listeners. It's essentially a child... An adult that in every way is just so normal, but they just struggle with print. And by that I mean they just struggle with learning to read and spelling. Um, So that essentially is what dyslexia is, and it often runs in families. And so there's different, you could have what we, what I'm talking about is more what we call developmental dyslexia, which yeah. is there from birth and it's likely to last all of your life. It just gets better over time as you learn how to to read and how you compensate for your difficulties. Then yeah. we have acquired dyslexia, which is often seen um, if you've had a brain injury, a stroke, or in children with chronic disease. And then some children fall within that category of dyslexia, but they're not truly dyslexic. It's just as a result of poor education, which results in a reading difficulty. So being able to define or cut off, diagnose what is a reading difficulty versus dyslexia can be tricky um, because there's no clear thing, you know, if you've got hypertension, you either have it or you don't have it. So it's a fine gradation. Yeah, yeah. And then dyslexia also exists going from mild, severe, and in between being moderate. It's on a continuum. And Carly, where does one go to get a diagnosis? So the earlier you can diagnose and get help and get intervention, the better it is. So if it's for a child under the age of six, I would say see a speech and language therapist. Um, so you could do that through your um, local hospital because health services are free. If you have a medical aid, you could see a speech and language therapist or you could see um, an educational psychologist. Your neurodevelopmental pediatricians are also very queued up. Um, and then once they start school, ideally it should be through um, the school so you would get help through your district that you go via the school and again private educational psychologists or sometimes clients like like myself who like working with educational issues they can also do the diagnosis and generally pediatricians but I would rather say a neurodevelopmental pediatrician. Absolutely. And also, what support and intervention is available to parents or educators and other health professionals? So, at Bella Vista, we're um, uh, a 
only primary school, but we regard it as in state sector as a full service school or what historically used to be a remedial school. And we offer a formal course in literacy and dyslexia. Um, and then people can attend that course just out of interest. You could do one module, and we have doctors and parents who do that module. Um, and then so we have online tools. Um, health professionals and teachers can do the course. Um, we're hoping to be um, registered as a tertiary institution, but currently we offer it as non-formal um, an award with the British Dyslexia Association accreditation. But once you get registered, it would be a qualification that um, teachers and uh, health practitioners could do. Psychologists, teaching language therapists, OTs, um, all do our course. And then we have online short talks, um, which if anybody wants to access the online course, um, there's a special um, offering for schools where you're, doing, um, you're taking um, access with a number of people across the institution. Otherwise, individuals can just buy a talk at www.bellavista.org.au Wonderful stuff. Thank you so much, Carly, for uh, weighing in on dyslexia, helping us get a better understanding and, of course, giving us those amazing resources uh, to parents and educators and other health professionals as to where they can find support and intervention. We do really appreciate your time. And I would say to parents, absolutely yeah. read with your child, even mm. if they can't read. Yeah. And they're happy to be read too up until I think the end of primary school yeah. or like grade seven when kids don't want to be put to bed or yeah. don't want to be read to. But just build that love of literature reading mm. to them and listening to audio books yes. so that they build that love of literature. Beautiful. Such wonderful advice. Thank you so much, Carly. Hopefully we can have you on the radio again very, very soon. Thank you, Leanne, and thank you to your listeners. It is a big, big pleasure. There we go. Clinical psychologist at Bella Vista School with extensive educational experience in service delivery and training of educators and health practitioners in early childhood education, literacy and dyslexia. We were talking about October being Dyslexia and Dyspraxia uh, Awareness Month. And uh, though there is no cure for a dyslexia, early assessment and intervention result in the best outcome. Outcome. Sometimes dyslexia goes undiagnosed for years and isn't recognized until adulthood, but it is never too late to seek help. It's all you need.